All right, praise God, amen. Round of applause for the praise and worship team, man. <laughs> yeah. For those that didn't hear this morning, they took us all the way to the islands this morning, didn't they? It was a blessing. Yeah, the praise and worship team doing a fantastic job. New members of the team, fresh. Yes. Well done, Sarah. Very, very good. Amen. Well, glad to have you with us this evening. Um, let's turn to our Bibles, to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. If you remember, we're continuing on um, our series this evening for the Sunday evening series, talking about the fruit of the Spirit. If you remember last week, we talked about love. Um, and there's a lot you could say about love. I mean, I spoke about love this morning as well. You could just preach about love every service, every week, uh, because the, 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 uh, the context of our Christian faith is based or centered around love. But we spoke about love uh, the first week. Uh, and as you read, the, or as we're going to read the, about the, the fruits of the Spirit, really you can say that the fruit of the Spirit, singular, is love. And everything else mentioned after that is an outflow of what love does. Um, so as we go through these weeks, you can think of everything we talk of as a, in a context of love. Um, because love encompasses, well, true love encompasses all. So we're looking at Genesis, sorry, Galatians chapter 5. And today we're going to be looking at joy. You know, I picked up a story about a, a judge um, his name is Oliver Holmes, Oliver Holmes Jr. He was a, a U.S. Supreme Court judge for 30 years, 30 years serving as a judge. Uh, he was uh, titled like an unofficial title, the greatest justice judge uh, known in his time. He, uh, he had that title because he worked, his work ethic uh, was uh, uh, great. Amen. Left my car window open. Amen. God bless you. Uh, hopefully, I still have a car when you go back out there. <laughs> if not, it's only money, eh? What's that, eh? It's only money. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> All right. Where was I? Yes, sir. Um, yes. Uh, so he was a Supreme Court judge for 30 years. Uh, um, his work ethic named or gave him a title of the greatest uh, justice. Um, and at one point in his life, at one point in his career, talking towards the end of his career, um, they're speaking about how he got into being a judge or how he got into that kind of line of work. And he actually said, uh, well, actually, what I wanted to do was become a minister. But as I started going to church, uh, I started looking at the clergymen around me and I realized they look more like undertakers uh, than people that served Christ. What he was saying is he was looking at these people and he's saying, I don't see the joy in your life. I'd rather go be a judge and be happy than go be a, a clergyman and look like an undertaker. I want to speak about joy today um, as the second fruit of the Spirit. We're going to look at Galatians chapter 5, starting from verse number 19. The Bible says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, Jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, 
Envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And our verse here, the Bible says, uh, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. So we're speaking about joy today. Now, I want to mention this because there is a bit of a conundrum about joy. Because many times people use joy interchangeably with happiness. Um, Joy and happiness sometimes are linked together as one as they are the same thing. But I want to kind of put it out there this evening to say joy and happiness are not synonymous. They're not the same thing. They are slightly different. You see, because happiness usually is um, an outflow of something. Um, Tends to be an outflow of some sort of circumstantial event. Something has happened to you. Um, you've, You've seen something. You've had something. In my case, you've eaten something fantastic. Happiness comes out. Listen, it's usually as a result of some sort of circumstance. But the word joy we use here, the word joy here, it's in the Greek is kara, I believe it is. And the word there literally means something from within. In other words, it is not affected by anything that is external. Joy, this joy we're talking about is not affected by anything uh, uh, or any circumstance that's happened. It's something that's deep down within us. And I want to look firstly about a, a lie from hell. And the lie from hell is that the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of Satan or this world has joy and the kingdom of God is dull and boring. That has been the lie from the very beginning of time. That over here, over this side, this is the joy. You can do anything you want. If you serve me, you can do anything you want. You can have anything you want. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, the devil was trying to tell him, listen, I'll give you this. You can have this if you were to serve me. And he's been able to market this to to, to people so you can look at it to say, listen, we're having fun over here. Now, I haven't spoke about social media for a long time, so I thought it's time I'll just throw it in there right now. Social media is a, corp- is a culprit for that because you can look at somebody's profile, you can look at somebody's story, you can look at somebody's timeline and you're thinking, man, they are enjoying life. Not knowing the heartache and the pain that is inside of them, not knowing that the things they're trying to bury up with the circumstances, we look at that and think, oh, if I just did that, if I could just go there, if I can just have that, I'll have freedom. I remember in my salvation, um, early on in my salvation, because, you know, when you get saved and you live your life for Jesus Christ, there's things you've got to cut off from the world. How many agree with that in this place? When you get saved and you're, you're serious about uh, uh, worshipping uh, Jesus Christ, following after Jesus Christ, there's things you've got to cut off. And I remember those things I cut off, but I remember looking back and it was almost, uh, almost like a, a bit of regret saying, ah, I can't go here anymore. And it's like God convicted me saying, bro, that was not freedom back then. That was bondage. Because who the sun sets free, the Bible says, is truly free indeed. Can you say amen in this place? 
And I remember somebody speaking to me. I had to repent and I was like, praise God, I am free. But I remember somebody speaking to me saying, listen, you guys in church, you're not free. You can't go and do anything you want to do. And I said, on the contrary, I am free because I can wake up and I don't have to have an alcoholic drink to feel normal. Can you say amen in this place? I don't have to smoke weed to go to sleep. Can you say amen in this place? So on the contrary, I have true freedom. And the reason why I said that is because sometimes the world looks like it's having fun. And it may be having fun for a time. I want to read Hebrews eleven twenty four. We're talking about Moses. It says, By faith, Moses, when he became of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. There may be pleasure for a time, but the Bible says that it was passing pleasures. He says he saw that, but these were passing. So we may look at things of the world, but the lie, of, the lie that comes from hell is that this is a joy. But it's not a joy. It is a passing pleasure that will only end up in people searching for more. You get that hit and you search for more. You get that hit and you search for more. What we're talking about today is a joy that comes from the inside, not from external forces or external circumstances. The joy we're talking about uh, can only come from the Lord. I want to look at joy being our enabler. I want to look with you about a story of Nehemiah. See, Nehemiah was a man who was in exile um, and he got letters or word back uh, that the, the temple and the walls were broken down in Jerusalem. And Ezra was building the temple. He himself wanted to rebuild the, world, the walls of, of Jerusalem. He asked the king at the time and he says, yes, go ahead. And not only did that, the king supplied him with all the needs to go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, so of, the, of the city. So exactly what he did, he came and rebuilt the walls. But as he rebuilt the walls, there was a lot of opposition against him. There was people that were fighting against him. Him and they was mocking him and so on and they was threatening him so much that he had to work and have weapons at the side of him at the same time but they were threatened and they were uh, 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 they were threatened by people on the outside uh, forces and when they read the book of the law as well and what Moses wrote back in the day they started to weep because they said we've fallen short of God's glory and we are so wrong and I want to read to you in Nehemiah 8 and 10 what he said to him he says listen then he said to him go your wait eat the fat and drink the sweet and send the portions to those from whom nothing is prepared for this day is holy to our Lord he says here do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength and I love that because it gives us an insight to the power of joy he says the joy of the Lord is your strength in other words the joy is going to be what's going to carry you through even dark times the joy is going to be what to carry you through even times where you're thinking, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to struggle to survive here. He says the joy of the Lord is going to be your strength, going to be your power so that you can pursue on, you can continue on in life. Listen, where everyone else is experiencing darkness, you can push on because you have something on the inside that's carrying you through. You have something that will push you through, something that will withstand the pressure. Listen, I want to take an analogy from uh, fish under the sea. You know, as you go deeper and deeper into the sea, the pressure of the sea actually begins to weigh upon you. So we ourselves, we can't go that deep because the pressure will actually start to crush our body. We won't be able to go that deep, but 
as you go really, really, really deep, 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 there are living beings or living fish, uh, aqua fish that actually go down deep. And you think, how are they able to withstand the pressure of all of the weight of the water that surrounds them? Well, what it is, they have an internal pressure that pushes out against the pressure that's pushing in so they can live with an internal pressure. And you see, that's what the joy of the Lord does. So when there's pressure upon you, when there's pressure all around you, you can have something that's inside of you uh, that will push out against the pressure. So you don't have to be crushed uh, by the things that happen in life. Uh, You don't have to be pushed down or knocked down uh, by all the trials and temptations that come against you in life because you have an internal pressure that is coming out. uh, And that internal pressure is the joy of the Lord. And I'm saying that tonight because the joy of the Lord is not automatic. It's something that you have to choose. It's not just like a button you just press, okay, I've got the joy of the Lord. No, it's something you have to choose continually. It's something you have to do. I'm, I'm always encouraged by what uh, the, the Apostle Paul wrote uh, in the, to the Philippian church. He says in four, Philippians 4 and verse number 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. So here we see that this is now like a command, not something that you should feel, but he is commanding you, listen, you should rejoice. In every situation, you should rejoice. He says, again, I say rejoice. In other words, he's saying, make a decision to be joyful. Make a decision to take the joy of the Lord and battle through life. No matter what happens to you, don't let circumstances take that joy away from you. Jesus said, listen, I'm going to go, but when I go... Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna rise up again, and there's gonna be a joy you're gonna have that no one's gonna be able to take from you. That joy is going to carry you through and push you on to what God wants you to be. Because there's so much in this world, there's so many things that are seeking to rob you of that joy. So much in life, so much to distract you, they're seeking to take away your joy. And dare I say, uh, the enemy is, is, is successful at being able to destabilize people in, their, in the way that they think to the point where they have no hope. But I want to say, church, we've got to take up joy. As one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, uh, we should have something we're able to tap into. Uh, it doesn't matter if something breaks down. Come on now, your car could break down. That's an inconvenience, uh, but it shouldn't rob your joy. Can you say amen in this place? Uh, listen, your work colleagues can talk bad about you. Uh, that's bad and it must be whole, but it shouldn't take away your joy. Can you say amen in this place? Uh, things can happen. They don't always go your way. Uh, Listen, as we go through life, listen, life is not going to always go the way we plan out. And sometimes that has a, a tendency to make us depressed, to make us saddened. But we need to tap into the joy of the Lord that will be our strength. When we're weak, we can be strong by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm encouraged by this because this is an outflow of love. Because when somebody is, or somebody is truly giving love, joy comes in with it. And I say that joy is love's cousin. Uh, because love is something, again, you do. It is not a feeling. But joy also is something you choose to do. So what I want us to do as homework, listen, next time you get bad news, 
Yeah, you, you, it might upset you, but don't let the joy of the Lord depart from you. Sing a praise and worship song. Listen, I find it amazing how Paul and Silas was locked up in prison. Dark, like a dungeon, no heating, no food, uh, chained up uh, like criminals. Uh, and what did they decide to do? Sing praise and worship. See, that shows me that the joy doesn't depend on even your personal freedom. The joy doesn't depend if there's money in the bank. The joy doesn't depend if you've got a spouse or not. The joy doesn't depend on any external factors. You can take that. Listen, somebody, you could be applying for a job, didn't get that job. You can still have the victory. Can you say amen in this place? Come on, you can try and say, listen, I wanted to go down this place and it didn't work for me. I wanted to have this, didn't have it. I've applied for this mortgage, couldn't get it. I'm trying to get a pay increase, can't get it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect the joy that you have. That is something that is separate. And then when you have that, when you understand that it's something that is separate, you can live a life full of joy. And this is why sometimes I say, you know, some people get it mixed up. They say, you know, if you have joy continuously, it doesn't mean you're going to be happy all the time. You know, every time you're just grinning teeth, you're smiling and stuff. Listen, there's times where you're not going to be happy, but you can still have joy. There's times where it's not, you're not going to, you're going to be upset with something, but something said or something you've seen, but joy is on the inside. Nobody, Jesus said, can take that joy away from you. And that's something we've got to hone in on. Let's separate joy and happiness. They're two different things. And let's focus on having the joy that will give us strength to continue on in life. You know, that, that testimony of Darren really touched me, really, really touched me. I know it's just one, and you know, there's, there's, there's thousands of people like this man. But he got to a point where he says, listen, there's nothing for me to live for anymore. He got to a point in life where he said, there's nothing, there's nothing for me. There's no hope. I might as well just take my life. That is so sad because here is a man that hasn't experienced the joy of the Lord. Until this weekend. Can you say amen in this place? So now there's something there. He may still be in the same situation. Listen, we're not saying now he's saved. Oh, everything's happened right for him. He's got a new job, got a new car, got a a wife. No, probably not. He's probably in the same financial situation he was last week. But there's a difference now. There's something internal now. There's something that is, is rising up. There's a hope that's rising up in him now. There's something that is pouring out now or coming out like a living water inside of him. That regardless of what's going on around him, he can stand strong and say, I'm going to have strength to face another day. You know, there's a song that we sing about, or the Bible says, or we sing it, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. That just, it, that speaks about a joy. Regardless of whatever happens, as long as Jesus Christ is alive, seated at the right hand of the Father, I can face tomorrow. I can face whatever tomorrow brings. Whatever the, the, the devil will try and throw at me, I can face it because there is something on the inside of me. And we know it's on the inside because when the Holy Spirit came, He came to dwell on the inside of us. So church, we want to understand that this is a fruit or is an identification of the Holy Spirit. Let that be identified in your life. When people, when things go wrong, let them look at you and say, how are you able to keep this all together? And then you can testify It's because of the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of me. I can have joy. 
and I can push through. Church, let's look at our situations. Let's look at our lives. Whatever it is we're going through, don't let that phase us. Don't let us take and rob the joy that will give us strength. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes in this place. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. Because we can so easily let situations of life dictate our levels of joy. We can easily let people dictate the amount of joy that we exhibit in our life. And I want us to say, or to understand, as one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, that this has got nothing to do with any external circumstance. This has got nothing to do with any relationship. This has got nothing to do with the money you have in your bank or the lack thereof. This has got nothing to do with the fact that you're, you're not married yet, but you want to be married. Anything that's got nothing to do with that. The joy of the Lord is separate to any circumstance. And that should give you hope this evening because that means whatever you go through, you can have strength to come out the other end. Can you say amen in this place? Whatever tries to trip you up, whatever tries to make you stumble, you can have strength to say, listen, I'm going to go through the fire and come out the other end. I won't even smell like smoke. The joy will be your strength. And we need to contend for that. If you found yourself, you know, getting down or, or you found yourself um, not being able to explain why you feel like this or why you feel uh, crushed or, or, or feel like there's no hope. Listen, we need to lay a hold of the joy of the Lord because it's, because it's for all of us. It's a fruit of the Spirit, and the Spirit we know is for all of those. You confess, Lord, uh, Jesus is your Savior. Listen, you can have the Holy Spirit, and he will come, and the fruit will manifest in your life. So if you're here under the sound of my voice, when we put this out here, we give this invitation every time, every service. We want to say you're here under the sound of my voice, and you don't know Jesus, your Lord, personal Savior. You're not sure that you would make heaven your home if you were to die tonight. I want to invite you, invite you to the love of Jesus Christ. I want to invite you to accept the free gift of salvation. The Bible says if you believe in your heart that he is Lord, you confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Saved from the penalty of sin. Saved the judgment for all the bad things we've done. Saved from eternal lake of fire. If that's you in this place, you want Jesus Christ as your 
Lord and personal Savior. He's saying, I'm tired. I'm tired of trying to fight this myself. I'm tired of trying to pay for things myself. I'm tired of living a life hopeless. And you want to, to find a new hope. You want to find that joy, the joy that I'm speaking about. What I want you to do right now is slip your hand up in this place. You want me to pray for you? I'll pray for you myself. I'll introduce you to Jesus Christ in this place, up and down this place, left to right, front to back. You want Jesus Christ to be your Lord and personal Savior. Your back's sitting here. You, you want to come back to Christ. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus Christ. Slip your hand up in this place, all up and down this place. You want to Jesus Christ in this place. Don't let this opportunity pass you. We don't know if you're going to hear another chance like they'll get another chance like this. You want Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior. Slip that hand up, no matter who's around, who's looking around. God is in this place. He wants to give you that joy. And speaking to Christians in this place, isn't this is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Joy. Sometimes you're thinking, listen, what's there to be happy about? There's so much wrong. There's so much pain. There's so much, I'm going through so much. Yes, it might upset you, but that doesn't have to take your joy. Don't let anything or anyone take your joy. Because as long as Christ lives, that's all that matters. Because one day we're going to see his face. One day we're going to fellowship with him. One day we're going to be raised and swap the corruptible for incorruptible. One day we're going to be in his presence for eternity. So we can hold on to that hope. And that's what our joy is based on. Now regardless of whatever happens to us, we know where we're going. We know what he's done. He's paid a price for that. And that's why we can have that unspeakable joy the Bible speaks of. That we can look to a future with him. Don't let the world steal your joy. Don't let the things that are temporal mess with the things that are eternal. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ, then there's a joy that you can hold on to regardless of what happens to you. Hold on to it. Let it be your strength. Go through life as you, as you mean to intend to continue on by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit, as you walk in the Spirit and deny the flesh, walk in the fruits of the Spirit with one of them we're talking today being joy. Church, let's continue. Let's activate that in our lives. Let's activate that. We want to see the fruit uh, in abundance in our life. Let's pray. Let's pray that God will continue to help us, uh, give us the strength, uh, because we understand it's the joy of the Lord that will be our strength, uh, that we can go through uh, whatever it is we need to go through, not allowing anything or anyone uh, to take our joy. Uh, listen, we got to go through, uh, oh, as men and women of God, uh, holding on to the hope uh, that we have in Jesus Christ. Let's stand in joy. Let's focus on the joy of the Lord and continue on. Whatever it is this world will have for us. We know that because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Let's stand in joy in this place. We thank you.